Hey folks, Andrew Rawl here, Old Blood and Guts. Today we'll be talking reputation within Star Citizen. This is episode 4 of our Citizen Chat series. We have a few ship reviews and a Citizen FC episode in the mix. The issue is, with 2.6 so close and around the corner, we wanted to make sure that we were providing accurate reviews and information, at least to a certain extent, given the flight model changes upcoming soon, hopefully within the next week or two when 2.6 is released. So let's jump right into reputation in Star Citizen. We'll begin with everybody shouting out their name real quick so we know who's participating. Agony. Blum. Dr. Duck. Fireborn. Kithmar. Kohana. Mac and Cheese. McTaggart. Penguin. And Shadras. What do you get with the increase in reputation in the game that you would potentially lose if you were killed? Well, the way I understand it, the reputation system is sort of similar to the way it is on EVE Online, where... You, when you gain reputation with a particular faction, they may sell you components or ships or something like that at a cheaper price. You may be able to get like special items and special missions. So it's, it would just be like forming a relationship in real life, right? You're not going to walk up to somebody on the street and ask them for a loan. But if, you, if you're best friends with someone for 20 years and you, know, you, you pulled your best friend out of a fire several times, whether it's self-created or not, it's irrelevant, I guess. Maybe I'm just <laughs> speaking from self-experience, but uh, maybe that person would help you in a, in a way. I think it's, it's based on the same kind of principles, right? Uh, I think uh, Chris Roberts also was mentioning there was a difference between, okay, if you're in really good with the UE military, you might be able to get military equipment, whereas a civilian can only get, for example, the Hornet Sea. Well... Okay, you have you served your time in the military. You can take your Hornet A. Yeah, you could flesh that out uh, quite a bit. I can see like your refueling and docking privileges, things that of that nature. Well, let's play it out this way from a military standpoint. If you have a really good reputation with the UAE, um, and there's a huge vandal incursion, maybe you get a special mission where you know you've left the military, but now they're going to pull you back in because they need to meet this recruiting target and it's Operation Pitchfork 2 type thing. I apologize in advance for any clash of interest in said situation. Yeah, I wonder also uh, if the system of reputation can uh, the Squadron 42 have uh, some impact on the reputation system and how it goes. They did say that. They did say that the Squadron 42 would have some impact in your persistent universe in Star Citizen as a kind of a prequel. Yep. So I also think um, we have to realize the reputation system will be dynamic as well in the sense that there are indirect relationships between these entities that can be affected by your um, performance or your actions. So just like in EVE, if you... If you pissed off the MR Empire, all the uh, sort of subjugated empires under the MR Empire would also get pissed off at you. <laughs> maybe not to the umph degree, maybe not to the same percentage. Maybe, you know, every horrible action you took against MR would have 25% impact on, you know, whatever subjugated species or whatever it was. But I think there's going to be a lot of that as well. And it's going to be sort of interesting to see how a lot of those things tie together and how players react to that, because in a lot of cases, they're just going to think, oh, yeah, I go off and I blow up uh, this guy or that guy from, you know, NPC pirate gang ABC. And now they're no longer able to communicate with this other pirate gang that they were trying to buy stuff from, you know? Uh, admittedly, that was an interesting thing about EVE, though, because you could play the balancing act and get your reputation up with uh, pretty much all the empires. Granted, mm -hmm. you're not going to have, like, really high Amar and really high Mimitar at the same time, but you could have 
say, um, the Amar up at about a 6.0 and Mimitar at a 1 or a 2. Mm-hmm. So that kind of begs the question then, will an organization become large enough, powerful enough where, let's say, a star citizen, a, a star system came to them and said, hey, we want to go independent from the UAE. We want to contract you to help us fight this rebel uprising and, and gain our independence type thing. Do you think that's going to be possible? Uh, potentially. And I think another going to the organization side and talking reputation, will the organizations be a sum of all their individual members' reputation actions? So that was something that was very difficult for us to manage in EVE Online simply because we didn't want to necessarily tell people what they could do, right? So everybody was running around making their own sort of faction affiliations. And there were certain times when we wanted to be uh, pretty much in with a certain faction. We couldn't because some of our members had absolutely terrible reputation with them. So that's another thing that I'm really curious about too, is are we going to be able to manage that in a way that makes sense or something I hope doesn't happen, which is, you know, it's it's just an added up reputation. So if one person has absolutely horrendous reputation with a faction, it impacts the whole in such a huge way that it's going to be difficult to manage. Well, if you look at that from another aspect too, um, and, and look at the ranks and roles that the organizations seem to have been set up with on the RSI website, I wonder if that becomes a multiple factor. So so the the question then becomes, if if you ha- are a CEO of, a, of an organization, does your actions have more of an impact than, say, an individual soldier? So if you um, made a bad deal or you sort of uh, pulled a fast one on the UAE, would that have a more more of an impact with your organization standing than if, you know, Joe Bob just, you know, insulted someone in the UAE or, or blew up one of their ships kind of thing? Right. I think that makes a lot of sense. But I guess also to be realistic about it, would the offended party care if it was an officer, if it was just some member? You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I definitely see where you're going and maybe there would be some multiplier involved, but I'm, I'm not sure, honestly. Also, what about affiliate organizations? Because, for example, Old Blood and Guts, I'm a primary member of, but I have one other affiliate that I might do some stuff with them periodically. Will my reputation affect both organizations or just the main? Good question. A lot of questions with that because in terms of our organization's reputation, uh, understanding how a lot of this stuff works so we make sure we don't <laughs> dig ourselves into a hole and then spend two weeks trying to repair reputation with the UEE is, you know, we need to understand those things before uh, we start shooting people. And I wonder if the game's going to be flexible enough where maybe you're back to this affiliate system, because I know you can have a, a certain number of affiliates that you're associated with. You know, almost like you change your relationship with what hangar you want to spawn into. Maybe as you log on, you know, are you playing your main organization? Is this who your faction is that you're currently playing the session with? Or are you playing one of your affiliates? So that way the the reputation is is applied to that specific um, genre, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And that's sometimes how we handle it in EVE. We just had separate corporations that would serve different roles. And in order to participate in faction warfare, you know, you had to be a certain thing. <laughs> so, you know, I, it could be handled that way in Star Citizen, but I wonder 
it seemed like a lot of extra work that people had to do just to adhere to the mechanics. And I'm wondering if Star Citizen will make it a little simpler where maybe the organization has its own unique reputation that's independent from the sum of its members' reputation. And you can you can do things with that via missions or whatever else. Because, you know, think about it this way. There's another way to put it. What if you had a group of 10 people and they were excellent pilots and you had excellent reputation with the UEE? You had a friend that was out pirating for a while. And it just so happens if you add that friend to your organization, your reputation with the UEE drops to you know a fraction of what it was before you had recruited this person. That to me, I don't know, that to me sort of discourages <laughs> a lot of things because you, know, you either have to tell the person, hey, look, you know, we're doing contracts to the UEE all the time. You can't join. You were a pirate. I don't know. It's just, it's very limiting. And that's the one thing I didn't like about Eve was you had to go out and grind for weeks on end to fix those kinds of things. I don't think that reputation should be something that can be fixed easily, though. That's something I would have to disagree on. I think the grinding was good because it, it kind of, it, it pushed to the point of, you know, there is serious consequences for some actions. I think the part that was an issue in EVE was they pretty much, at least for security status, made it an AFK grind. You just go out and go ratting for a couple hours and, okay, I've got my security back up. But if we look at it from an organizational standpoint, maybe that's also a draw then for you know, organizations that have a certain high reputation or standing with certain groups. Maybe that's a recruiting tool that pulls other people in if it doesn't have a adverse effect for at the individual level, at the soldier level. That's interesting because it adds a whole new element of affinity versus just, well, I want to be a trader, I want to be a pirate. So I, I think the point there is, the point that I was trying to make was that, is it so restrictive that if you make a few decisions with a character, it should guide your character's progression no matter what you do? I just, I feel like the EVE system wasn't done very well. And this is why. I, I just didn't think that if you really wanted to in EVE, you could restart, right? You could just delete your character, create a new one. You could do whatever you want. Are you going to be able to do that in Star Citizen? It sounds like with Death of a Spaceman, you're going to be able to do that. You just reset a certain port portion of your reputation. It just, it seems like it's restrictive to the player sense. And I'm not talking about game mechanics or anything like that or to the org because, you know, obviously we'll do whatever we have to do. It's not like we're going to bring in someone that's going to destroy all of our relationships. But at the same time, you're not allowing someone to change their mind. Like, I, I'm sure people go out there uh, trying to be a pirate and they realize, hmm, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> and then, you know, they have to spend the next three weeks to change it. I mean, that's not, I, I don't know. I mean, doesn't that seem a little strange to everybody? But I think Chris has set this up as a game of choices, right? You, you make choices, there's consequences to your actions. Nothing's irreversible, but you have to... If you go down a certain pathway and then you need to back out, you've got to pay the, the the penalty, if you will, for that. Maybe that's not good gameplay, but it certainly is realistic. Uh, that might be where also affiliates come in, where it's like, okay, you're a pirate. If you come in, you'll damage our organization's rep, but we'll let you in as an affiliate while you repair your reputation. Yeah, but if if it works on the sum of the reputation of the membership, letting a pirate in like that could create major, major problems. So maybe there would be you know, another organization that would kind of be the reputation farming org that, you know, would be in a very positive standing to certain forces, and maybe not others. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of creation of gameplay mechanics that maybe aren't fun. It's not that I hated the, the Eve thing, because for me, it was never an issue because I always stayed above uh, that sort of two, negative 2.0 security status. 
so I didn't get shot in Empire. So occasionally I would attack people, not as a pirate, but you know, in certain um, combat situations where someone was flagged, someone ran from us, and we had to shoot them and destroy a certain piece of cargo, we did that. I don't know, I guess we'll just have to see. We can speculate this uh, all day. Self-policing. You know, self-policing within an organization that you don't want this reputation status to, to go adversely. So you sort of self-police your own um, members to make sure they don't do things that would adversely affect the community. I have a theory. I think they're going to allow you to buy it. I think they're going to allow you to buy reputation. So just like I, you can... I'm not sure about that. Just like you can bribe, uh, you know, officials in real life and those kinds of things, I have a feeling that you're going to be able to maybe not buy it directly, but maybe indirectly in the sense that you're going to be able to do high-priority, high-rewarding missions uh, just by getting in with the right people to change your reputation. Because there's got to be some scale, right? You're just not going to run out and do a point of reputation for each mission. Different missions are going to have different values assigned to them. And I think there's some room to play with that, those kinds of things. So if you're willing to pay and spend the time, bring yourself from a negative 10 or whatever the heck the scale is uh, to a positive 10 may not be as difficult as we think. Well, look at what's in the game session now. You can actually go in and, and to change your current status, you have to go in and change it on a computer. Maybe there's there's these type hacking missions at some you know high security facility. Yeah, it's a big risk, but maybe you can, from a hacking standpoint, get in there and change your reputation. Yeah, uh, that reminds me of the mechanics from uh, Star Wars Galaxies for faction points backward and forward between the rebels and the, the Empire. Yeah. So how did that work? Refresh my memory. Wasn't it just uh, going out and doing? Okay, right. So you would slice, you would have a mission, you'd earn certain points, and it was just backwards or forwards, right? It was either your positive empire or negative, uh, you know, rebel or vice versa, right? I think there was a, a, a hut or a, a, a different fact. Later on, there was a different faction like the hut faction or something like that, that you could slice as well. But I think you're right. It was if the farther you went into rebel, the less you were empire and and vice versa. So in Star Citizen, we can expect it to be a little bit more complex than that. I mean, maybe they will take a look at it as like a an A-B hierarchy. So, you know, maybe there would be some factions that are just absolutely on the chart opposed to some other faction. And maybe that's how they're going to interconnect things instead of having you know, one faction with, you know, 40 related factions, it'll just be like one to one. So you can't be in this example, you know, you can't be a friend of the empire and be in the rebel alliance at the same time. Honestly, for the level of depth they're going for, I can't see them making it. So it's just one to one. I think every faction is going to tie in with each other somewhere or another. It may be, you know, okay, if you've got relation with this group, this group is going to dislike you. But it may also, it may not make an, an, uh, a third group say dislike you, but it may make them trust you less. It may say, uh, if you lose reputation, you may lose reputation faster. If you gain reputation, you may gain reputation slower. I think that um, every single group that you have reputation with is going to influence the others in some way or another. It may sometimes just be a passive effect that you don't really notice or it could be some severe effect, but I think they're going for an up depth. An I, think up you're, depth. I think you hit that on the head. I think it's going to be a dynamic system that, you know, UEE has its own little factions within the UEE, and if you're high with UEE, then you may get some bonus with those other factions that are affiliated with UEE, but the people that are opposed to UEE are, of course, going to look at you 
across the board as less friendly. And then there might be some factions that just don't care what you are with UE, and their their uh, rep your reputation with them isn't congruent to anything of anybody else. It's only with them. I mean, it, it might be some kind of dynamic system like that. I didn't necessarily mean um, enemies. I was thinking more along the lines of example being the Xeon. Let's say you've got a, a high reputation with the UEE. The Xeon, they're not enemies of the UEE, but I'd be hesitant to call them allies because they're kind of they don't really trust the UEE. The way I would see it would be, let's say you've got high reputation with the UEE, you're trying to gain reputation with the Xeon. That way, because they're not enemies or anything, you don't lose reputation for having a high rep with the UEE. But if you try and gain reputation with the Xeon, it's going to increase at, say, half the rate it normally would. And if you do something against them, you may lose it at twice the rate that you I think we're would. saying the same things. We're just saying it a different way. Yeah. Okay. To, to kind of round this out, maybe there's dynamic events also that, you know, maybe there's a stranded or disabled, like a Banu merchantman, and you going and helping them suddenly gives you a, a huge boost that dynamically affects your reputation with a Banu. But if you ignore them and just kind of move on and I'm not going to go help them, there's no adverse effect at all. So there are these kind of point spike mission elements, point in time, things that might affect your, your relationship and faction status. Sure. And they have that stuff in EVE too, where some of the missions are super important and they'll tell you that before you accept them. Uh, they'll have like some dramatic effect and uh, it depends on where you are, and they're sort of randomly generated based on some of the points you earn. So I wonder if they'll incorporate that same kind of system. From my experience playing Chris Robert games and such, um, he always builds a very dynamic reputation system. Um, if you look at uh, like Free Space, yeah, I'm, I'm not Free Space, I'm sorry, Freelancer, uh, things like that, it was reputation had tons of different things that would uh, affect it. Whether you did a mission, you you could gain reputation with some people and lose it by not doing missions, you know, uh, having the option to take a mission and not doing it. So there's going to be so many different modifiers, I think, on a personal and even an organizational level that it's going to be really convoluted on trying to figure out exactly how it's all going to tie out in, in the very end. Yep, that makes sense. About the reputation also, this might be you collect something like an org, org, uh, org reputation and personal reputation. And when you act as an org, as a representative, NPC uh, who gives you the mission looks at the org reputation, not the personal reputation. So this might be also some kind of mechanism like this. Good stuff. So clearly we'll have to be careful. <laughs> we can't just, regardless of what ends up happening, I'm sure we all agree that we won't be able to just run around and shoot random people. We'll have to be very, very careful and selective about our targets. And uh, that could get extremely dicey on the mercenary side because, you know, being a mercenary group, we're going to get asked to do all kinds of different contracts. So we'll have to see how that turns out. I was just going to say, it's all right. If we piss off the UE, we can just go sing Kumbaya with the banner. So that wraps up our quick discussion on Star Citizen Reputation. In the coming week or two, obviously when 2.6 is released, we have a lot of fun stuff that we're going to be working on. Thanks again for joining us and see you in the verse.